much for joining us today on episode number 161 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today we are going to be talking about one of the most frequently asked questions that we get as coaches, and that is, what kind of training plan is best for me? So there's all sorts of different training plans out there, all sorts of different training philosophies. So today we're going to address that topic. This is the Real Life Runners podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. All right, so all about training plans. So most people, when they start running, may or may not jump right onto a plan. You know, I feel like a lot of times when runners start running, they just strap on some shoes and like head out the door. And then within like a day and a half, they find a race that they need to sign up for. Not necessarily. Like I feel like, you know, it's, I, I think, I think for a lot of people, it kind of takes some time or like maybe they, a friend, you know, kind of got them in and said, Hey, there's this 5k that I want to do. Or there's some sort of cause, like a lot of people that we've talked to, a lot of causes, you know, like they um, get diagnosed with cancer or a friend or a family member or something like that and then they decide that they're going to do a race in honor of that so that's I think how a lot of people kind of get into racing as a real life runner yeah yeah there's a lot of the real life runners you come into running a little bit later a lot of a lot of our listeners I think came into running not through the high school cross country and track I think we got plenty that did it yeah but especially if you came into it from a different direction or maybe you ran in high school and then you took a little hiatus through Mm -hmm. college in your 20s yeah and then you're back right it's something pulled you back in and maybe it took you a little while to say like ooh, yeah I'm actually gonna put some money down and a bib on my chest and run in front of other people because that's kind of an interesting place in the first place oh for sure and you know so when you do decide that you're going to run a race right and that you want to get a PR or a personal best personal record personal best depending on what part of the world you're in right (laughs) you're like okay I'm gonna train for it I'm gonna I'm gonna run I don't know how many people actually use training plans for 5Ks. I, I feel like they should, and we'll get into that later. But I feel like it's the you, longer distances that people are like, okay, I, I need a plan. You know, if it's a half marathon or a marathon, like, now I need a plan. Yeah, for the most part, sort of like, all right, I, I run sometimes. I'm going to do this 5K. Yeah. But you get a lot of people that do the, the couch to 5K. Mm-hmm. And, That's true. And there's plenty of those around the internet. Yep. Um, so that's, I mean, that's certainly an option for a plan, but definitely as it starts going longer, like, Ooh, I'm going to go 13. I might need some advice on this thing. Right. And so I think that's when people start to kind of think about the plan or like you said, the couch to 5k thing, they just need, they feel like they need that motivation, right? And a plan can provide that motivation. That's one of the benefits of it. Right. So today we're going to kind of talk about all of this stuff. So a lot of times people might ask, okay, what did you do? Or what kind of plan did you follow? Right. There's a lot of that you know, uh, asking your other running friends what they've done that kind of leads you in one direction or the other, I think. Yeah, or, you know, maybe you... you got a plan off of a out of a magazine, out of a book, mm-hmm. uh, whatever it is. Maybe someone else followed a plan. You asked them, and they they you know gave you a photocopy of the plan they they had, mm-hmm. like, or you know probably I guess send it to you on your phone rather than a photocopy. No, I mean, not, I'm sure, still, what decade I'm in. I think there's still photocopies floating around. I know that like our local running group, that's what they do. They give out, the, out the copy of the training plan. But you know, so let's first talk about before we get into the different types of plans and what plans should include. Let's just talk about the importance of having a plan okay so we've used this metaphor before but basically what we want you to think about is an explorer on a journey okay so if you were to take a journey if you decided okay I'm going to be an explorer I'm going to take this journey I want to get to the new world right and so first thing you need is a destination which is in our case a goal like as a runner you need a goal as an explorer you need a destination once you have a destination you then need a map to get there, which in our case as a runner is a plan. Right. You need you need both sides of that. And so, like you said, a lot of people, as the races start getting longer, as the goals start getting more uh, distant in, in the plans, the map to get there looks a little bit more complicated. It's tough to sort of figure some of that out in your head. And that's when people start sort of seeking out the advice, mm-hmm. often the advice of their running friends or the advice of Google that obviously has the answers to every question right. you could there's ever Dr. ask. There's Dr. Google, there's yes. Coach Google, there's well, Mr. Google, there's Mrs. Google. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of them. Veterinarian Google. They have all of the answers. All of the answers. Unfortunately, they have all the answers, kind of like taking a sip of water from a waterfall. Ooh, what does that mean? 
it's kind of, here's every answer you could possibly need simultaneously. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like that metaphor too. So heading back to our idea of goals and maps and plans and destinations, right? This is one of the reasons that we, in our Real Life Runners Training Academy and on our training team, goals and plans go together, right? Because you can't really make a good plan unless you have some sort of goal that you're working towards. You can have a training schedule. You can have a running schedule. Like, yeah, I just run, you know, a couple days a week. I run on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. I do a couple miles each time, but that's not really a plan, right? That That's just kind of like a training schedule that you would follow. But to actually make a plan, you need a goal that you're actually working towards so that you can make a, a structure to try to help you achieve that goal. I like that because a lot of people would suggest that they're on a plan. Oh, no, I totally follow a plan. I run every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. That's that's my training plan. Mm-hmm. And then I also I go to the gym on, on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. This, is my, this is my workout plan. But yeah. it's not. It's your workout schedule. Yeah. If, and that's great. Which is good. Unless what you're shooting for is how far can you push? How far can you run? How fast can you run? How mm-hmm. strong can you get? If you're trying to actually seek some potential, that's that's a goal. Mm-hmm. Following a schedule is awesome. It's going to get you in, in shape. And if, if the end goal is I'd like to be healthy, I'd like to stay mm-hmm. healthy, good. But if your goal is I wonder what else is possible, if you've got that curiosity, that's why the explorer is a fantastic metaphor because mm-hmm. there's this curiosity of what else is out there. Right. And that's where you need to figure out like what's a goal, what's a specific race. And then then your map, then you don't just have a, plan, a, a schedule. You actually have a plan that says do these kind of workouts. That will help progress you towards that type of goal. Mm-hmm. And then you can look at the other, uh, other areas of your life and figure out how your plan is going to fit into the other areas of your life right and and so like you said you know I just want to point out real quick like having a training schedule is fantastic and I think that that is helpful for so many people we're not trying to say anything negative about that if your general goal is to be a healthy person just to be healthier to improve your bone health to improve your muscle health to improve your health as a whole that's very important, right? You just, you have your running days, you are safely challenging yourself, you make sure that you got your strength training in there, all of those good things, that's fantastic. But what we're talking about specifically today are the training plans that have a goal at the end of them. Right, and the goals are generally races. So that kind of leads to the, the first sort of intro to to plans that most people get, which is some sort of generic plan. Either the plan that their friend followed, so they're going to follow the same plan because they're going to go the same distance. Mm -hmm. Their friend was like, I did a 10K. I did this plan. Let's do a 10K together. Yeah. Perfect. This must be the plan. Right. Or you find one on the internet because there's plenty of them available on the internet. Oh, I'm running this distance. Here's a plan for me. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's what you got. You got generic plans. Right. So generic plans are basically maps that someone else created. So those are great, right? Those those plans have worked for people in the past. But you just have to kind of figure out, like, was that traveler on the same journey as you? Like, would you currently in the year 2020 use the same map that was created in 1492 to cross the ocean blue? Excellent rhyme. Thank you. Excellent work there. <laughs> I was I was going to say, would you currently in 2020 use the same map that you yourself used in 2019? That's also very true. I'm I'm not sure I would. Right. I don't think that's the same well, same plan. Think about it, right? Like people that go on vacations, they aren't flying this year yep. a lot, right? There's a lot of people that have decreased airline travel and in, instead have taken to the roads, right? So that's going to need a much different map than last year when you flew to whatever destination you were <laughs> right. going to. Last year the map was to the airport. Yeah. And then somebody else took care of the rest of the details. Exactly. This time you actually need to know how to precisely get from point A to point B. Right. And then depending on who you talk to, there are lots of different routes to get there. Even, if, even you know, uh, explore Google, like doctor, I don't know, it's not doctor anymore. What's like the map version of Google? Mr. Map. On the map. On the map. (laughs) Map Google. um, Google Maps. You know, that even Google Maps gives you like five different options or three different options, right? And you can choose based on traffic or this route or avoiding highways or avoiding the paid toll roads. Like, there's all these different routes you can take. And then it literally depends on the app because you have whatever maps on your phone and I have the one that makes a map on my phone. You have Apple Maps. And and they're different. But what what I'm kind of laughing on is my parents to try to go to dinner. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. will take two totally different roads. Like when we go out and visit them, because my dad has to drive down Meridian. Yeah, and your mom has to use the GPS that's already built into her car. So whatever the GPS built into the car is the correct answer. (laughs) And my dad's method is, I'm going to drive down Meridian no matter what. (laughs) I need the diagonal street. I'm going to take this diagonal. I know there's 17 lights on it. It's going to be fine. It's a diagonal, (laughs) so it will be faster. Right. So as you guys can see, right... The map that someone else created may or may not be the right map for you. It is a map. It is an option, which is fine. But was that traveler on the same journey as you? Was that runner that created that training plan or that coach that created that training plan, what kind of runner were they creating it for? How, what was the level of experience? Was it the first time marathon? Was it their 10th marathon? Was it, you know, where was their starting point? Like all of these things play a role, which is why generic plans may or may not work for most people. Right. So one of my issues, and I've got a few issues with generic plans. I can kind of go for a while on this one. So you may have to rein me back in. Um, But one of my issues with them is they come in three levels. Usually they come in like beginner, intermediate, and advanced. Yeah. And the major difference usually between them is that the the intermediate has more mileage than the beginner and the advanced has more mileage than the intermediate. Right. But that's about the major difference between them. It depends. Sometimes they have different kinds of workouts thrown in. Sometimes the advanced has workouts and the beginner has none. Right. Like the beginner is just like, go out and run three miles. Now four. Now five. Now six. Mm -hmm. Race a 10K. Yeah. That's, that's not exactly the best plan for a beginner runner. That's no. a great way for a beginner runner to think that running is incredibly boring. And once they've finished this race and raised money for the cause that matters to them, they're done. Yeah. And that's not fun because we want to help people love running and enjoy running. Like I know that's what I used to think running was. We've talked about this <laughs> before. You know, I used to think that you just went out and you ran and you always just kind of pushed hard and it always just kind of hurt. It always just kind of stunk. And then you introduced me to interval training, which made things a lot more interesting and fun, right? So part of the issue with these levels that you're talking about, beginner, intermediate, advanced, like what happens if I'm not technically a beginner, right? Like say I've been running for like five years, um, so I wouldn't consider myself a beginner, but I need like a lower mileage plan for whatever reason, right? Maybe it's a time restriction. Maybe it's an injury that that I've had in the past. So like maybe there are other types of restrictions that I have on myself, but then where do I fit in? Yeah, I mean, I think I've, I can't remember the example. This is probably months back, but someone in the tribe was just like, what kind of plan should I follow? Which is always a great, great start to the question is what kind of plan should I follow? I've been running for 20 years, but I haven't run in the last five. Mm. Like, am I a beginner? Yeah. Am I an intermediate? Like what, what am I? Right. Like, or I've been, I've had to take the last six off six months off because of an injury. Yeah. Or then pregnancy. What? Or pregnancy. That's a great one. Like I was at the top of my game and would totally have considered myself an advanced runner. Yeah. But then there was pregnancy and I didn't really work out during the last trimester. And now I'm trying to come back. Like what, what level am I at? Right. Well, it, you're you're not at any of those three levels and that's kind of the issue that's is kind of, a lot of people don't fall nicely into one of the three levels right there's a lot of in between there's a lot of gray but when you look at a generic plan generic basically means that it relates to the whole group so that's fine if you assume that all runners are the same which clearly we all know that we're not and clearly we don't all fit into three distinct categories so even if you want to break it up and do a beginner intermediate and advanced we clearly are not all in you know fit nice and neatly into one of those categories right and i mean if you look at at the the plans a lot of them that you find the advanced plan you would think it's advanced that's about as good as it gets would that be the plan that olympian follows no. Not even close. Not even like close. Not even close to the appropriate plan right. when you're dealing with that kind of mileage. What if you're just somebody who likes to run tons of mileage? You need a plan that then works for that. Yeah. Like You need plans that make sense for you. When I started making plans for you, you kept pointing out how going out and just running was boring. Yeah. So I put as much variety into the plan as possible. 
it's not at all what I would have done with myself, Mm -hmm. but it worked and it got you sort of to enjoy running a whole heck of a lot more. Right. But it was still safe because you are a very smart coach. So you still understood how to still balance it out so that I wasn't just doing a ton of speed work every single time I went out to run. Yes. Go out every time and run until you puke. Like that's (laughs) just, that doesn't seem like a fun plan either. Even even intervals, you know, like that's not something that you want to do every time either, or certain types of intervals, different distances of intervals like there are so many different ways that you can combine things and different types of workouts that you can make that have different benefits like you can make an, a workout that incorporates intervals and still make it an easy run you can make a workout that incorporates intervals and make it a medium or a really hard run like there's so many different ways that you can play with it and if you don't understand all of those little nuances then it yes. makes it very difficult to create a plan that's right for you yeah i mean you did a great job of sliding right into you know my issue with the workouts coming in these things is the workout that is intermediate because here's the thing is most people would probably put themselves into intermediate category yeah like, if you've been running for like more than a year or so that you probably are just going to slide right into the intermediate. Right. But the intermediate is such a broad, wide category that includes people that may be running twice a week, three times, four times, five, six. What about people who are doing a running streak, but they're only doing two or three miles a day? That's not following the advanced plan, but that's running every day out of the week. And then you try and stick workouts in on top of that. The workouts might not necessarily work perfect for you. It works for the generic person who fits this like sort of theoretical medium category right but who actually is in that theoretical medium category right we all are oh it's all of us so then (laughs) so then these generic intermediate plans should work for all of us yes everybody just jump on those plans don't Uh, worry no one will ever get hurt and we'll all have super confidence in the plans (laughs) yeah because you and i should follow the same plan oh clearly like you and i are (laughs) totally on the same level right and those of you that are brand new to our podcast no we're not no we're not at all kevin wins marathons and half marathons and i'm I'm pretty decent. Like, I, I am definitely improving as a runner, but I would call myself a more middle of the pack. I'm, like, in the mid to upper mid pack. You're age group runner. competitive. I am age group competitive. I like that. Okay, that's I'm going to start defining myself that way now. Age group competitive. <laughs> no, I am a runner. <laughs> I am a runner, right? That's all, that's all that it comes down to. All right, so what about these workouts, right? So a lot of our listeners, especially if you have been listening to our podcast for a little while, you understand the importance of mixing up the pace and the effort levels, but the details of how and when, that's the trickier part, and that varies by athlete. And this is one of the things that generic plans don't take into consideration because there are so many variables. It would be impossible to have a plan for every single person. That's why they're generic. They're just making all these different assumptions, but do you even know what kind of assumption it's actually based on, right? Like your age, your experience, your injuries, your timeline, your goals, like all of these things. And that's just to name a couple, right? Like there's so many variables that go into it. I know I started typing this down, but I think one that makes me laugh is the timelines. Yeah. Because everybody knows how much time it takes to train for a marathon. 16 weeks. It takes exactly 16 weeks to prepare for a marathon because that's what every plan on the internet says. Every once in a while you'll find one that says it's 18 weeks. Ooh, maybe a 20. uh, Mainly 16 though. Yeah. Mainly it takes four months and then you can totally train for a marathon. Right, and then the issue with that is that if you have never run a step in your life, you should not train for a marathon in 16 weeks. I will just say it, okay? Because that's what we believe here at Real Life Runners. Like, Couch to marathon is not a good long-term plan. It can be done, right? It can be done. But if you want to complete that marathon feeling good, you're going to need more than 16 weeks. You're going to need a base building phase. And I was um, going, I was talking to one of our listeners about this today, and she was kind of talking about, you know, running her first marathon and this and that. And I was like, you know, this is fantastic. This is a great timeline because right now, you have time to put in a base building phase to kind of get yourself up to the mileage to then start the plan and have a greater chance of success with it. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Is um, and it goes to this whole like idea of of speed and workouts and stuff. Is when do you put them in? Are you even taking into account a base building phase? Because a lot of the plans don't. Most of them go straight to training directly towards that event or. 
a lot of the plans are like, all right, assuming that you can run around five miles, you're ready to run a marathon in 16 weeks. And it spends almost the entire marathon training cycle just building your mileage up to be able to complete 26 miles. Mm -hmm. Most generic plans out there, I would argue the vast majority of marathon training plans out there, the goal is to build your mileage over the course of the 16 weeks so that you can run a 20 three weeks before the marathon, and then you do two weeks of taper and race the marathon. That's just right. what they do. Right, and, and that's what a lot of the plans do, right? But every runner is different. Some may or may not need to get to 20 miles. Some people might want to go over 20 miles. Like there's a lot of different nuances that belong in training plans. If you've never done speed work before, and then all of a sudden you jump into a plan that includes both speed work and mileage building all at the same time, that's a recipe for disaster in a lot of cases. Like some people might be fine. And, and that's one thing we want to point out here is that some of these generic training plans might be fine for you, right? But then there are the runners that end up with injury and then chronic injury, and then they think that they're doing something wrong. And it's not you, it's the plan. Like, that's wrong for you. Well, it's, yeah, it's you trying to fit into what is usually one of two or three levels that the plan is operating at. And for the most part, the generic plans, because they are trying to fit to everybody, they take the safest path possible. Sure. Like, the whole balance of risk-reward, they try and reduce risk as much as possible. Yes. But because of that, I feel like it also reduces the chance of reward as much as possible. Well, it depends on what if you're just training for completion or if you're training with a time goal in mind also. Yeah, and that also has to take into account how you're dealing with workouts. Like, it's one thing to say, oh, well, just work on your weakness. Like, whatever you feel you're struggling with, put your emphasis on that. But if you're trying to build up to run a half marathon, a marathon, and you feel like sprinting is your biggest weakness... Should you really be spending a whole lot of time and effort focusing on your sprint training if you're trying to still run a marathon? No. It depends on the person. Well, I would argue you're not, you shouldn't spend a lot of time. You should probably still spend some time in there. Like, that's how our training plans are. You know, when we make training plans for people, we train all systems, right? Because sprinting trains a much different system than running at a L2 easy run. But you need to continue to train all systems to make your body like an efficient running machine basically yeah so you train everything and that kind of gets to the the idea of well how do i make sure that i balance the like the mediums and the easies and things like that and that's the, that's the 80 20 plan okay and you tell people the 80 20 plan and they they're right on board like oh i got it i need to do a lot more easy running so how do i incorporate 80 20 do i do that with every single run right like, like we had this, you know, we had our five-day challenge last week, and that was one of the things that we taught all of our new challengers was the, the importance of L2 and the whole idea of running by effort, that you can and should be running at different effort levels. And part of the issue is that a lot of the people are like, oh, okay, great, now I've got L2, I'm set, you know, and uh, now I just have to run all my runs at L2. And it's like, well, no, L2 is, is definitely a very, very important part of your training, but it's not the full picture. Oh, okay, well, then I just have to run 80% at L2 and then 20% at L8 and then we're good to go. And it's like, well, no, not that either, right? And and that's that's where it starts to kind of get confusing to people. Or like, okay, well then how do I actually balance it all out? Right. And you know, I've I've heard people ask, do I do 80/20 on every run? Mm -hmm. So, if I go up for a 5-mile run, that means that four of the miles should be really comfortable and one of them should be at a higher effort level. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, there's there's that offer. Or do I balance it out over the course of the entire week? Do I balance it out over the course of like a month? Does it have to be right on 80-20? Am I allowed to put that 20% harder all into just one day during the week? Like, how does this whole thing work? Yeah. I'd argue that the answer is maybe to essentially all of those questions. Right, and because different things work for different people. And that's why running is not like a one and done kind of thing. That's why people like runners run for 
30 years and they're still learning new things. They're still learning how their body responds to different things. And what works for you at age 20 is not going to be the same thing that works for you at age 40 after three kids or the same thing that works for you at age 60. Like there's different phases of your life just like there should be different phases of your running. And what is that generic plan based on? Is it based on a 25-year-old that's in peak condition? What is it based on? It would be so nice if the plan that worked when I was in my 20s is still the exact same plan that worked right now. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Because it'd be so much more convenient. I remember what I did when I was in my late 20s and how I I did this as my marathon buildup. And I'm looking at it. I found it at one point, I don't know, a few months ago. I'm like, oh, I would never do that as my training plan right now. And I don't remember what all the details were that I was trying to avoid out of it. But I was just like... I remember why I did that, but it's just not what I would focus on right now. It's not the way that I would sprinkle in the 20%. It's not how I would divide it up. It's not how I would spend, you know, the time at medium versus the time at medium hard versus how much I was actually doing really hard. It varies and it varies on the person. It varies so much based off of injury. And then when you put strength training on top of that, Some people should really count strength training as part of that 20% hard effort Mm -hmm. because it is, it's not, it's not mileage. So that's how it gets a little tricky. Like, do I do 20% of my miles, but then I just had leg day yesterday. Is that count towards my hard effort? And I think that depends on the person also. Like to me, I count strength training towards the hard 20%. You do a lot more strength training than I do, so there are certainly strength days where you're like, that should count as hard, but other ones that doesn't really count as a hard day for you. Right, or like portions of each workout also. Yes. Right, like just like we can count hard portions of running workouts as hard portions, there can be hard portions of my strength days that would can be considered more hard that are focusing more on like my legs, my glutes, those kinds of muscles, and then arm like the arm part is not as hard, right? Especially not when I'm thinking about my running body. But when you have to you have to still think about the body as a whole, right? So if you are just wiping out and and like toasting your muscles in a strength session, that should, that needs to be counted in your week as a whole. Like Kevin said, it's not mileage, but it's still stress on your body. Right. So then you need to figure out how your workout schedule and the rest of your life come together. Like, do you put the the strength days with a hard running day or do you put it on the day after a hard running day? Like if you're trying to do a speed workout on a Tuesday and a Thursday, mm-hmm. can you do a hard lifting day on that Wednesday? Cause to me that sounds like three hard days in a row and a recipe for burnout and or injury. Right. Exactly. So as you can see, there are so many variables that can go into this, which can be a main reason why a lot of these generic plans don't always work for runners or why a lot of runners end up injured because they end up trying to follow one of these plans and then they're not getting the results that they want. So then they think that they need to push a little bit harder or they're maybe not even confident in the plan to begin with. So then they don't even follow it exactly correctly either. So this is why customizing a plan and knowing how to customize a plan for you is so important. And this is one of the reasons that we created our real life runners training team because we understand the importance of training mind, body, and running skills for success. And we're going to get into the running body and the mind at at the rest of this episode, you know, but because you are a whole person, you are a real life runner, your real life matters when it comes to your running, the stress, the other responsibilities, the sleep, the, you know, all the other things that you've got going on, all of that makes a difference in how you show up in your running as well. It was something that came up during our challenge of if you could make like the best plan, would you rather a plan get, uh, get adjusted to fit into your life? Or are you at a place right now that you can take your life and adjust it to fit into a training plan? And that depends on what your goal is and not just, oh, well, I'm completing a half marathon, but how are you completing it? Are you completing a half marathon with the goal of getting across the line? This is the first one you've ever done. You're just really excited for that. Have you done multiple? You're trying to run the fastest ever. 
you've done multiple, but you know that given the constraints in life right now, you still really want to do this race, and yet you've accepted already that it's not going to be a PR. All of these are different ways to train for the thing. Right, exactly. And that's why customizing your plan is so important. So if you would like some guidance in figuring out a customized way to train, a customized way for you to achieve your goals with running, we would absolutely love to help you out. We have opened the doors to our real life training team this week. If you go to yourrunningplan.com, you can sign up for our training team today. It includes, we've actually created a whole new package to help people to give you a goal. You're going to choose a 5k, a 10k, or a half marathon to be run at the end of the year or the beginning of the new year, like that last weekend of December, first weekend of January, 2021. You're going to choose a goal for yourself we are going to create a 12-week customized plan for you to help you achieve that goal and then you're going to get coaching and support along the way as a member of our real life runners training team we do live coaching calls You have a a very easy to use app that gives you daily workout reminders, daily emails. So all of it is super easy to use and you don't have to figure any of this out yourself. We have worked with hundreds of runners, thousands of runners and like, you know, but yeah, probably thousands. I'm going to say thousands. At this point in time, thousands of runners. We should get that wording (laughs) correct. (laughs) But like we know what works and what doesn't. That's why we created our proven system to train your mind, your body, and your running skills. So if you want some guidance, if you are ready to take your running to the next level, we invite you to join our team over at yourrunningplan.com. You can also get to it from our homepage, realliferunners.com, and just click on the button that says join the team, okay? So going back into the whole idea of running skills, training plans, mind, body, okay? Part of the other issue with generic training plans is that they don't take the mind and the body into consideration. They just give you mileage, a lot of them. A lot of them give you mileage. They give you mileage and maybe some workouts. And I'd argue that most of that goes into running skills. It's sort of taking into account like how far you're running, how fast you're running, and maybe maybe some effort level type stuff. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't even cover all of the skills because it doesn't worry about your form and your breathing and making sure that you're doing appropriate running drills. Like That kind of slides into the area of treating the running body also like that is a a super important aspect and if you don't take care of your body it doesn't matter in fact if the plan did happen to work out to be perfect for you if you're not taking care of your body you might not make it to the end of the plan yeah that's very true and so how do you take care of your runner's body and you basically you need to build a strong foundation you need to incorporate strength training as a runner for the greatest chance of success and to help ward off injury okay so many runners I saw there's a statistic that's like 82% of all runners get injured at some point during their running journey and that just is a ridiculous statistic and like part of my journey part of my goal as a physical therapist that's also a running coach is to try to decrease that number at least with the people that we coach because 82% is out of control, right? So as a PT, I understand the importance of strengthening certain muscles to help create that strong foundation that we need as runners. And generic training plans just don't do that. And that's why one of the another benefit of customized training plans. Right. And it's not just that the generic plans don't have it. Like maybe if you actually got like a whole full-blown running book and there's some training plans in the that's back true. of it, they've they're like here's some exercises that would be beneficial. Yeah. But the plans usually don't even show where to put them and then the plans if they do show where to put them don't take into account your life that says actually it's time wise not going to happen for me to put a strength training on the same day as that run Mm -hmm. that's just not going to work and so then people start moving things around and without a coach to ask hey where do I try and move these things around it gets a little tricky so say you've got this training plan your friend used it you're confident you're going through the plan you have to adjust a couple things then you have to adjust a couple things more you're trying to figure out which of the exercises from that book actually go on to which days It, it leads to lack of confidence in the plan. It leads to you still trying to go through too much guesswork. If you have a plan that says these exact workouts on these exact days, 
and coaches to, to answer questions like, I can't do this workout on a Tuesday. Where do I put it into my week or am I allowed to skip it? You know, today I canceled cross country practice because the lightning was all over the top of us. And some of the athletes on the team were like, well, what should I do today? Mm -hmm. And it depends on who the person is. So we had messed up with lightning just the other day. So we had a full blown, like full body strength workout that day. So they really need to try and run. And I'm like, well, you guys have to try to ride the storm out and then run afterwards. You need to try and get in the mileage because that's the most important for them right now rather than try and try and adjust it and be like "Ah, i guess you could put some strength and some mobility like they really need the mileage that's what matters and it wasn't ideal for today ideally we would hit a workout but in big picture building endurance is the key focus right now right and that's the thing is life does not always go to plan like we can have a great training plan that would work if you followed it every single day as written but when life happens and lightning comes or you know some some storm is coming through your area and you can't run and you miss your long run all of a sudden people will start freaking out because they're like well I don't know what to do do I put my long run on another day do I just increase and break up the mileage through the other runs of the week so that my weekly mileage is the same should I just kind of redo this week because if I if I do have like like a little buffer zone in my training like there's there are lots of ways that you can alter the training plan to try to make up for those real life things that kind of get in the way and like Kevin said it's different the answer is different for every person maybe not every person but there are multiple ways that you can handle those kinds of things and there's going to be a more ideal way for you versus a less ideal way for you. Yes. I mean, that's the thing is all of your scenarios are totally viable options off of that. And it depends on the person that depends on their background and what the ultimate goal is. So you have to kind of take those different things into account. So that's putting strength in. How many running plans have you seen that actually take care of the mobility and flexibility of your body? Right. And I think that, like you said, if you, there are certain books out there that talk about training and we don't know all of the books right I mean we we have read that section of the bookstore is huge we have read a lot of books on running and training and philosophies and all these things and like Kevin said a lot of them have the plans in the back there's like an appendix and they have their training plans and some of them do talk about flexibility and mobility throughout the book and the importance of it and you know the certain muscles that we should focus on as runners and how you should stretch your hamstrings but should every runner really be stretching their hamstrings like I would argue no. You know, I don't think that someone that's hypermobile that is able to, you know, fold themselves into a pretzel, that person doesn't really need to be stretching their hamstrings. They need to be focusing more of their time on stability work and strength training and helping to stabilize versus trying to mobilize and increase flexibility, right? So as a real life runner with time constraints, you need to pick and choose what's going to be more important for you. Uh, that's that's the benefit of having the doctor perspective on that is you're looking at all these different ways to take care of the running body and make sure that you are minimizing the chance of injury like that's really the goal is like i've only got so much time to devote to running if i'm supposed to take care of all of these different aspects of running and there's lots of them that really should fit in to make it a full training plan can i do this area just a little bit less and maybe this area a little bit more and it depends on the person and it's really helpful to have you around to make sure that you know which exercises are are actually a worthwhile exercise, which different parts of mobility are not necessarily even needed for that particular runner. Right. Because there's, there are some runners that don't, that are totally fine. Like their level of mobility and flexibility are fine. So that's not an area that they really need to focus on. They don't need to stretch their hamstrings. They don't need to work on certain things. There are certain things that most runners should focus on should kind of do a little bit of tissue work those kinds of things but then there are different individual differences and then we kind of come to our mind right Uh, the mind the mind like the the running the running skills the running body and then we talk about our mind and running for a lot for you know there's all of the quotes out there that running is 90 percent mental here if the training plan completely ignores the mind, then how effective is that training plan really going to be? Right. And I mean, I think that kind of goes back to one of the things we were saying really early is if you don't have confidence in the plan and 
it goes earlier than that. It's not just confidence in the plan. If you don't have confidence in yourself as a runner, you know, you open to the back of the book or you open to the magazine, here's your beginner, intermediate, and advanced runner. If you still struggle with the statement of, I'm a runner, <laughs> which category do you put yourself into? Beginner, runner, intermediate, runner, advanced, runner. You're struggling to make the I'm a runner thing, which plan feels comfortable to you because they probably all feel a little uncomfortable right but even beyond that okay say you even accept the identity okay you're like yes I am a runner but you lack the confidence into which category you belong in that can mess with you too right because then you're constantly questioning the whole time you don't have confidence that like okay this is the type of I I am an intermediate runner but am I really like I'm not quite sure like I'm not quite at that mileage level yet but I'm definitely more than the beginner level so I I'm I'm just gonna level up right like there's a lot of people that will I think in, in general most people tend to level up versus level down and that can just set you up for an increased risk of injury you might be fine okay I'm not saying that there's a hundred percent chance you're going to get injured if you put yourself in the wrong category. No, nope, there's an 82% chance. <laughs> 82% <laughs> chance. But, you know, you, you could be fine with it, but the issue is, are you confident in which category you belong in? Are you confident that you've chosen the right plan? When things go awry, are you confident that you know how to adjust your schedule to make it work best for you? And if you're lacking that confidence, then something's off right then your mind is off you're not when you lack that confidence then that kind of takes away the overall levels of satisfaction and your belief in the plan your belief in yourself and and that's just not a good place to be suddenly you're like i don't know why partway through the plan i suddenly lost all motivation that's because you didn't trust the plan in the first place maybe it was even unconscious too right totally that's why that's why it's usually like i don't know i was partway through and i just lost all motivation towards the plan and now i've missed a week and now i don't know what to do because i can't just jump into the next week because i missed the whole last one goes back to the like how do i fix the plan along the way i mean i remember when i first got into self-coaching back in i was a senior in college and i was going to run a marathon like this was this is me like i had run for a long time and now i decided i'm gonna run a marathon signed up for the chicago marathon it was good to go this was before you had to like lottery into every big size marathon yeah so i signed up for the marathon and i looked online and i found myself a plan and it came beginner intermediate and medium and i'm like well I mean, you say inter, you said beginner, intermediate, medium, beginner, intermediate and advanced. There we go. I'm a little tired. You're today. a little tired and stressed out today. <laughs> it was a rough day at school. All of my technology just shut down simultaneously. Oh my gosh. I know when our website shut down today. Too. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So those of you that went to yourrunningplan.com <laughs> or realliferunners.com, if you did get an error message, that there was a system wide outage with our server. So nice. hopefully that's up again when you but it's happened several days this week and the whole like all the users are up in arms over it great yeah super so fun. that's fun so if you do get an error message please email us okay um if you want to reserve your spot you can email me angie at realliferunners.com okay perfect yeah. so <laughs> I, in, in my three levels there i thought okay well just recently i was training as a d1 athlete i was running 80 to 90 miles a week so probably advanced Advanced. but I hadn't run in a little while so I'm looking I'm like maybe I'm medium but maybe I'm medium with the workouts from the advanced but then I was also training with my roommate and he was not at the same running level I was but I was trying to make the plan also work for him and it just led to a whole lot of like what the heck am I doing and again, I went back to the default that so many people do for a marathon of, well, most of this is going to be whatever. I get in a lot of runs. As long as I can build my long run up to 20, the workout plan <laughs> says it's going to work. Yeah. Like how many marathon, especially first time marathoners, their pure goal, whatever the entire rest of the plan says, yep. they just look at the weekend long run mm-hmm. and make sure it gets to 20. Because right. that's somehow a magic number that says you can now complete a marathon. Right. I mean, we've had we've had people that you know, are in the the group that have said those kinds of things too, you know, like they're like, oh, well, I just figured as long as I was getting some mileage in during the week, as long as I continue to build my long run, then I'd be able to do the marathon. And you can, it just won't necessarily get it there with the same goal that you want. And so literally that training for that marathon and 
the last month. I mean, there was a lot of issues going on that it basically didn't run the last month. And sitting on the side of the road somewhere around mile 21, this is when I got the frustration of, all right, I need to figure out how to actually put a plan together because this was not the setup that, that would have led <laughs> to actual success. And somehow you still ran a Boston qualifying time. I did, but it took me a while to get it back up off the ground. <laughs> After taking a seated break. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there, here's the thing, right? When you choose a goal, you want to have confidence in that plan. So if you don't have confidence in the plan, like Kevin said, then that's when we kind of rely more on motivation. And those of you that are in the tribe, I did a little live video um, today on motivation. Um, So that was on Wednesday, September 30th, if you want to go back and try to find that one. But about ways that you don't need to rely on motivation, right? Because if you rely on motivation, and motivation goes up and down just naturally, any given day, right? There are some days we're just more motivated than others. So if you're constantly, if you're only relying on motivation, there's going to be missed training sessions. You're going to probably feel overwhelmed. You're going to allow the excuses to get the best of you on some days. And it's just going to kind of overshadow the whole training plan. Right. So then you finally get to the race, you show up at the starting line and before they even fire the gun, you might not be feeling the most confident. You're you're, excited. Or you're questioning it. Like, am I really ready for this? Like, that's not the thought you want to have on the, on the starting line. You, you need to be confident be like, yes, I've got this. Like, to the the race is the celebration of all of the training that you've just put in. Yeah, I mean, there's pre-race jitters, and a lot of people get pre-race jitters, and you can go through the you know the the mindset stuff of saying that being nervous is really just being excited. But if the nervous, if you can't then justify it by saying, no, look at all this training that I feel so confident in. If you go back and look at the last month, and you're just like, wow, that was just a hit or miss kind of mess for the last month. That's going to lead to jitters at the starting line that move into strong nerves and suddenly you have a side stitch in the first mile and you can't figure out why and then your legs start cramping on you that was all in your mind because you didn't you didn't have faith in yourself at the starting line right so what can you do about this okay so generic training plans like we said they can work and they are a good starting point for most people but just understand that they might not be the best for you and the question is how do you adjust the training plan to fit your life and this is where customization comes in this is where you need to kind of keep in keep in mind your experience level your current mileage like one thing that we would definitely suggest is do not like jump into a plan that's above the level that you currently are if you are going to to use a generic plan default downwards in most cases that is going to be the safer option if you're you're um, goal is to avoid injury. If your goal is to really try to hit a certain time, I know that they have plans out there that are like, if you would like to run a two hour half marathon or a one hour 45 half marathon, this is the plan to follow. You know, if you're not exactly right where they say you are, you could jump into that plan and be fine. So we're not trying to discourage you guys from, you know, using those plans out there, but just understand that you need to un- like customize it as best as you can to fit you fit your life try to adjust your mileage to not ramp up like if you're currently at 10 miles a week and the training plan starts at 20 that's a really big jump you're not don't double your mileage in the first week you got to kind of work into that or you know look at your timeline especially now I don't know when the races are but like build up to that plan you know don't just jump right in but like put in a phase where you can build up and then safely start that plan. That's what I was just going to say is make sure you have the right timeline for it. So, so many people are like, okay, this is the race I'm going to do. And then they go backwards instead of thinking about, I'd like to run a race. I'm in currently in this, in this position, as we all know, it takes 16 weeks to get to a marathon. It takes roughly 12 to 14 to get to a half marathon based off of every plan I've ever seen. Um, but you can, you can adjust that and it depends on where you're starting from. So if you have a, a race out in the future that you definitely want to hit, you got to make sure that you've backed that up and you have enough time going in reverse. Mm-hmm. So for the plans coming up, you know, we've got this virtual race plan for the end of the year. We're looking at a 12 week window, which is why we're calling it a 5k, 10k half marathon virtual race. I think I'm going to end up running longer than that. Yeah. But I know where my mileage is right now. Well, we've already had people email us and ask if we could make a marathon plan. And the answer is yes, we can if you're at a certain point. 
And if you're not, we're totally not making that plan because I'm right. not going to break somebody for Christmas. That seems like a no. terrible present. Well, no. And, and as coaches, it's our job to like say no to people sometimes. Like 100%. I don't think that this is the best idea for you. And the, if that person can then say, well, I'm going to do it anyway. And, and that's fine. You know, but we're not going to train somebody in a way that we don't believe in. And that's, you know, kind of what it comes down to. Right. So you have to make sure you have your timeline, make sure that you've picked out your goal. And I mean, that's why I love this thing. I'm very excited for the end of the year of getting a whole team together and saying, all right, wherever you are in the world, whatever your current lockdown situation is, let's all go out and run a race. It's going to be fantastic. It is going to be so much fun. So we are pumped. We have this race planned. We've got our training team. We've got um, the customized plan. So if you want to figure this out on yourself, just keep in mind, okay, don't start too far ahead of where you currently are. Make sure that you are integrating strength training into your workout, especially to stabilize those muscles that we need as runners. And if you want more information on that, you can check out our website and you can also check out past podcast episodes where we talk all about that. We've got, this is, you know, we've got 160 other episodes where we cover all of this information. So if you want to figure it out on your own, that's fantastic. There's ton, We have tons of free episodes, free resources for you. We've got strength um, resources for you on our website. So you can do this on your own. But if you don't want to, okay, if you want, if it just all seems a little too overwhelming, but you have a goal that you really want to achieve and you want some guidance along the way, you want a proven system that you can follow, you want coaches, you want teammates to support you and hold you accountable throughout your journey, we invite you to join the training team, okay? Because this is an absolutely incredible opportunity that we're inviting you guys to. This is customized training for only $10 a week. And that includes the virtual race. It includes a training team tank. It includes a race medal. It includes all sorts of fun stuff, okay? And then you just get to be a part of the training team, which is such a, an amazing group of people to be a part of. I was say, just being part of the training team is pretty exciting in and of oh itself. Oh my God, I love our team. It's the best. It is. So if you want to figure it out on yourself, please, you know, just take a plan and try to customize it for you. Include the other things, include the mobility, include the strength training, watch your build up. Okay. Try to stick to that 10% rule so that you're not jumping and putting yourself at higher risk of injury. And if you don't want to figure it out and you want us to help you, we would love to head over to yourrunningplan.com to join our team and to set yourself up with uh, our awesome 12 week training plan, uh, training program that we've got available right now. And then we'll all race together right into the new year. Right. And what did, have you decided what you're doing? Uh, something you, really you called me out on it last week. Yeah, but I have to convince my wife that it's going to be okay if I run a 50k. Yeah, 50k. Yeah. Are you there yet? I no, but it's. Well, I mean, but <laughs> I, I mean, will I, be. I, gotta... I mean, are you at the starting point? Oh. Like, like, are you good enough now that you can safely build up to it? Yes, I am good enough. See, right these now are the that conversations can... that we have <laughs> as a couple, also. Yes, because I, I don't want to see you hurt either. I am at a point right now that I can safely build up to run a fifty k. I think, I think schedule wise, I'm going to end up doing it on the thirty first. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. All right, so what do you want to accomplish before the end of the year? Do you want to run a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon? Would you like a customized training plan to help? If so, we would love to help you guys out over at yourrunningplan.com. You can see more information and get yourself signed up for our group coaching program. All right, so on to our challenge of the week. So since we are talking all about goals and training plans today, we want to know, your goal. Okay. So what do you want to accomplish before the end of the year? Let us know. We're going to put up a post in our Facebook tribe and also over on Instagram. So wherever you like to follow us, find that post for the challenge of the week and let us know in the comments. And you can also post it on your own Instagram page and use the the hashtag RLR challenge of the week um, so that we can find you and make sure that we congratulate you for setting that goal for yourself, right? We have to set these goals, then you can make a plan, then you can achieve the goals that you're setting for yourself and challenge yourself to do more because you are capable of so much more than you think. So let us know what is your goal before the end of the year. As always, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate all the time that you choose to spend with us, whether you're in the car, out on your run, or just 
you know, chilling around the house. We love knowing that we can help you a little bit on your running journey or at least entertain you a little along the way. <laughs> so this has been the Real Life Runners episode number 161. Now get out there and run your life. <laughs>